Welcome back to Of The People Live. No, no submarines here. So today we're going to talk about Biden's border, Biden's betrayal, and something, if you remember, called Build Back Better. The border, we all know, is a mess. But what you might not know is there's now information that not only is the southern border a mess, but the northern border is being penetrated at will. It's up about 220%. Now the numbers don't come close to the southern border, but you know, under the heading of fake left to go right, all the attentions on the southern border, my guess is the guys that are really the bad guys are smart enough and they're coming in through the northern border. And there's also some information now that suggests that the largest nationality that is crossing the border, and this is according to government studies, so I'm not sure I trust it or not, are Chinese nationals. I wonder why they could get here. So the border is a mess, right? You And I think what you're going to see is March 7th is the State of the Union, right? March 7th, two days after Super Tuesday, when I want to say 19 states are going to have their primary. So clearly the race will be over by then. They're going to focus on, on Trump and they're going to use State of the Union to try to distract from the old man Biden has no memory. We can't bring him up on classified uh, document charges, the uh, classified document scandal, because he's not mentally qualified to stand trial. So that's what they're going to use it for. But remember about the border situation. And then let's remember about the Biden betrayals, right? Let's go back to I'm a uniter and not a divider. I'm going to fix the economy. Now, they're going to tell you the numbers are better, but I don't feel it in my pocketbook. And everyone I talk to doesn't feel it in their pocketbook as well. I'm going to fix energy. Oh, yeah. How's those gas prices working for you? The food prices are off the charts. So much so that I've talked to a lot of people. Dining out is now a luxury. Of course, then again, unless you're going to McDonald's, in which case we're going to deal with a health issue and an obesity issue from all the fast food that Americans eat, right? So how's it, how's all this working for you? And on top of everything else, what happened to build back better? Because the real question that you're going to have to ask yourselves, that we all need to ask ourselves in all of this, is we're three years into a Biden presidency. You're really into three years of the third term of Barack Obama, that's a different discussion for later in the show. But after three years of the Biden presidency and build back better and I'm a uniter and not a divider, in the words of the immortal Ronald Reagan, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And how were you doing under Trump versus how are you doing under Biden? Build back better my backside. And that's the monologue. Erica, the border is a mess. It so is. now you're a Vermonster, right? You're a former Vermonster. Yes, sir. Right. That's correct. So there's now, and you can look it up. There is now this concern in the North country in Vermont. So Alberg, Swanton, right? Mm -hmm. Highgate, Highgate towns. center, all yep. the border towns. So they're now coming and over the border. I grew up too. In, I grew up in, in St. Albans. In, in, in droves. And I go to yep. Montreal a lot. So hang on, you know how I love that I love this. So they're now saying in Swanton, Vermont, there's a I'm sorry, I quoted it wrong in the monologue. Um, Customs and Border Patrol says there's been a 240% spike for, over from 2022 to 2023 of 
people crossing the border. That's what they're catching. And oh, that's now just again, what they're catching. Yeah. That's just what they're catching. So much so that a lot of the residents there are now carrying firearms. Yes. That's what to protect I, themselves. I actually brought this up in my congressional campaign because it was not being addressed, right? We we only ever talk about the southern border, but we've got friends who have um like wildlife cams in their on their property, right, for hunting and trapping right. and doing things like that. And they're seeing people, many of them Chinese nationals, coming across the border it, at night. You know, this is not like, oh, I'm coming to seek asylum and I'm going to come to the border. No, these are people just straight up crossing the border. Um, you know, they're well, was... they're actually wait a minute. They're not crossing the border like they're going through a checkpoint in the right. northern. For, and folks, let's be clear. The U.S. Canadian border is the longest land border in the world. Right. We're only yes. talking about this little part of sort of Vermont and New Hampshire, but there's a whole landmass where they can be coming across at different points. And someone who lived in Montreal in the in the 80s and someone who used to cross the border at checkpoints where there weren't people sometimes. Yeah, there's plenty of places. And if you're going through the woods, Erica, there's no border. It's not like they're crossing a border no. like it's the phantom toll booth. Right. No. I mean, you know, they're crossing a border where there's nobody there. Oh, yeah. Well, and I heard it from Border Patrol in Vermont that it's actually up over a thousand percent. So I don't oh, know really? where the 240 number came from. I'm certain that's the government trying to hide right. uh, information. But that was from an actual now. Granted, that was last year. Um, so my my information is you know, maybe 12 months old, but an actual border patrol agent said that border crossings he believed were up about a thousand percent across the northern border, just based on reports from, um, again, from regular citizens who just have wildlife cameras in their, in their backyards. So. Right. And, and by the way, to put this in perspective, the U.S. Canadian border is three times as long as the U.S. Mexican border. Yeah. Right. Longest land border in the world. Right. Yeah. But so the and what they're saying is this is such a system. And at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. and like Allberg or other places right over the border, they all these cars line up at sort of a, these convenience, you know, rest stops with, you know, with, um, you know, they have a convenience store. Maybe it's Maplewood Farms, whatever it is. Yep. And they have gas station. They come in, they get a coffee, they wait, they have out of state plates and then people walk through the woods. That's load right. up the cars and they leave. Yep. It's the so exact is, same thing. It's the exact the same thing they're seeing in Del Rio and McAllen and all of the southern border. It, it's it's it always blew my mind was just flabbergasting that no one ever right. talks about the northern border as if we don't know, as if we don't know that there was a sex trafficking, a human trafficking ring being run out of a massage parlor in South Burlington, Vermont. Like these these things are happening and yet somehow it's not reported in the news i would tell people that 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 happened no one had ever heard about it but it did in 20 i think it was 2020 or 21 except the patrons who were who were or the people who were patronizing the establishment of course correct um, which you didn't hear about those so, people either <laughs> so here's the other thing these guys are so well organized there is a small mm. time period Yep. That no one comes across the southern border, the northern border. You want to know what it is? What? Winter. <laughs> no. It's the 16-day rifle hunting season. 
Because <laughs> people don't so, so the guy says, the guy says <laughs> Cuban smugglers seem to be so well informed to what's happening on both sides of the border. He said, for instance, there is zero migrant activity during the region's 16-day rifle hunting season when the woods are filled with marksmen toting high-powered long guns equipped with precision scopes. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. I shouldn't be laughing. But if if their granularity of knowledge is, so, I mean, I mean, first, well, let's back up. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. First of all, high-powered rifles with scopes prevent people from crossing the border. Gee, I wonder if we should apply the same technique on the southern border huh. with the same results. It's almost like armed people are a deterrent to illegal immigration. Who or would other have illegal or or other illegal activities? I'm shocked, right? I'm so, like so you sit here my and, mind is and blown. right. Um, and then they talk about a parade of getaway vehicles, the out-of-state plates. So you sit there and folks, if you think that this stuff is just happening on the southern border, mm -hmm. you're wrong. This if this isn't qualify as an invasion, well, of course, then again, since we no longer control the the dictionary definitions, I guess based on the new definitions, it's not an invasion because I don't know. Um help me here, Erica. I mean um, it just well, Robert. What do you do? You've, you've said it. How do you manipulate the system? How do you manipulate the population? Language. It's why national language is such an important conversation and you're not allowed to have it. Right. Right. And, and, and jumping from that part of the uh, illegal immigration border debate, as I mentioned in the monologue, the largest nationality now crossing the border, according to the government, by the way. So yep. if the government's reporting it, you you know that uh, it's got to be worse than they're talking about. But our Chinese nationals and they're coming. So apparently now they're they're picking which part of the border. So obviously, yep. California has a large Asian population, as the, does the does the uh, Northwest in Washington state, New York City. But they're basically saying and this is a former border control guy that basically and, and they have all these images of chinese nationals the guy basically says this is one of the largest of chinese nationals i've ever come across in the last two weeks so and then you get representative tony gonzalez who said look they're coming because they want that's right to high they want to blend in but the point to understand in all of this is these aren't just people from Mexico coming in. Then they were people from further down in Central America and South America. Now like you've Africa, got Chinese, Africa, all over Chinese, Chinese nationals. You don't think there's you don't think there's some Islamic fundamentalists coming in here too? Oh, you know it. Oh, you right? know it. When you see so, streams of people like this, you know, for those of you who are listening and aren't aren't seeing the video, we're showing a, a group of folks crossing uh, where they've removed the border buoys that Governor Abbott put down. I mean, there's, you know, at least 50, 75, 100 people just in this one group. Who know? How do you figure? Uh, the cartels right. do not care. They will traffic any of you. They don't care what color your skin is or where you're from, as long as you've got money. So we're just encouraging this. We're encouraging the cart. We're enrich. Literally, the Biden administration is enriching human trafficking yeah. cartels. Do you, do you remember the? Do you remember during the Obama years the gun running into Mexico, Fast and Furious? Yes. Right. Yeah. Same, same, same thing. I mean, you have to wonder what these, I mean, I mean, how stupid 
can we be? Because the one thing that has always saved America during all the, the wars that have happened is we were geographically isolated, right? But at this point, I mean, the story of the Trojan horse has nothing on this border invasion that's going on here, both north and south. We're so, so far, we're not saying east to west, meaning from the waters, but who right. knows, right? And here's the other thing. Do you see what Governor Abbott put out? You know, we talked about, because I want to segue, because Governor Abbott did an op-ed, and I want to say it was the New York Times, might have been the Wall Street mm. Journal, I forget, and basically yeah. said what we have been saying all along, which is Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the U.S. Constitution gives the states the right to defend their borders with their militia. Now, when they passed it back in 1787, it was about Virginia's borders with smugglers across the border. But here's what Article... Mm. Uh, let me make sure I got the yeah. article one, section 10 basically says that they can called forth to suppress smugglers and written by. And again, I'm um, trying to scrap here real quick. Right. So you have James yeah. Madison who wrote it, who clearly said at the time that this is what it was there for. It clearly states that states can use militia when they find it necessary to respond to an invasion or an imminent danger. And he goes on to cite other things, including, because you talked about business, the mm -hmm. fentanyl that's coming across the border. Mm -hmm. Right? Forget about the human smuggling, which is bad enough. Forget about the invasion of the country. And are you do you have terrorists that are coming in, in here? And we all know about they've caught X amount. The question is not who you caught, but who you haven't. But mm -hmm. then there's the the toll on our young people for the fentanyl coming across the border. Yeah. And don't believe all that crap you hear on like the view and all those other, you know, knuckleheads who who have their head up their posterior, right? On on all of this stuff because because yep. I know I'm I'm cleaning it up. Um <laughs> can we do the Facebook live after hours thing? Because I much more, much more colorful, right? But they're saying, well, it's it's individual consumers that are bringing over the fentanyl. That is a crock of <laughs> these are these are mules. Right. People that are stocked up with fentanyl to bring them across the border because it's big business. Fentanyl is the number one killer of the young people in this country from 18 to 45 is fentanyl. There is a battle going on and our youth are being decimated. By the way, if you're worried about fighting the military, then take out the young people who would sign up for the military. That's part of what this is by by China. Right. And the yeah. others who wish us harm. So I know I'm ranting here. So yeah, no, jump, I jump no, in and save me from myself. Hard, will you? Please? It's hard not to rant, Robert. And some of our some of our listeners are ranting in the comments section too. Ken, uh, Ken Sullivan says Biden and his administration have made the cartels more wealthy and dangerous than ever before. I mean, it's the reason why we're seeing uh, across the country in poll after poll that the border issue is. Americans' number one issue in crazy. the presidential election this year. And and by the way, I don't know if you had time to tee up that video, but there was a video I sent you guys I wanted yeah. to pull up about New York City. So this is, folks, pull up this video. This is yeah. what happens when you have unchecked immigration, and now it's going to all the cities. Good. Not good that it's happening, but good that they understand what's what's at stake here. Play the video. Yeah. yeah. And we won't be able to talk over it, Robert. So I'm going to play it. Um, I'll play like 30 seconds of it so people can yeah. get an idea of what's going on. And then we'll.
Oh, I guess we can unmute ourselves and talk over it. So, you guys, this is a, a, a migrant shelter in New York City. They're trying to arrest a migrant. Um, can you, oh, you can't, oh, Robert, you can unmute yourself. Um, so, this goes on for some time. This is a three-and-a-half-minute video. And um, can we skip around? The point is, I mean, this is, it goes on. There are people throwing bags at the head. I mean, literally this one female cop got hit in the head with a bag. She got hit in the head with something else. These people are throwing things at the police officers. They're surrounding them, threatening them at the point when, you know, finally the cops pull out their batons and have to start threatening people back. Um, this is, and this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is what you get. This is what we get with unchecked illegal immigration That's across right. the border. So on the one hand, you know, you 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 know, the governor, Governor Abbott and the other states that are busing them or flying them or whatever they're doing, training them to other blue cities, your sanctuary cities here, you take them. But this yeah. is what happens, right? You defund the police, you don't enforce the laws, and then you expect the police to regulate a mob at their own at the threat to their own safety. Yeah. I mean we back the blue here. We all, we always have right law and order is the way to go here, but this is what we've put in, in the way of law enforcement and they can't even really defend themselves because they'll be brought up on charges. This is folks, a small snippet. If you search the internet, you see this happening in all sorts of different cities around the country. This is just New York city. Oh, and by the way, now mm -hmm. we're giving them debit cards for a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars to go buy their food, which is oh, fine. Yeah. We need to, we need to, we need to be humane and we need to think this through. But not when you're displacing U.S. citizens, nope. whose I'm sorry, whose rights should take precedent over illegal immigrants, unless of course you're in California, where they now put an illegal immigrant on one of the boards. I want to say it was in San Francisco. You sit there and go, I, I mean, this is like an out of body experience. I feel, I feel like I'm living in, you know, Orwell's 1984. Well, speaking of Orwell's 1984, uh, Bruce, uh, author Bruce Abramson, uh, ASIC fellow, you guys, uh, his last book, uh, Civ A New Civil War, it is a must read to get yourself prepped and prepared to understand what they're doing and how you can fight back. From conservative commentator and contributor to Breitbart News, The American Spectator, The Jerusalem Post, The New Civil War, Exposing Elites, Fighting Utopian Leftism, and Restoring America, Bruce D. Abramson brings a transformative exploration into how progressivism has poisoned America. Featuring a foreword by President Trump's former strategist, Sebastian Gorka, PhD, The New Civil War will open your eyes to the left's incendiary agenda and how patriotic Americans can fight back. We are living through a national trauma. The United States has jettisoned the rule of law and ceased functioning as a republic. Battle lines have been drawn. Progressives are moving quickly to cement their transformation of the country's beliefs, attitudes, values, social structures, economic models, and government organizations. Patriotic Americans are waking up to recognize that conservatism failed to conserve much of anything. Progressives control academia, media, the civil service, and several of our country's most important industries. The new civil war is not a call for war. It is a recognition that war has been declared on us. Our sacred love of liberty is under attack. 
unless we defend it, the America we love may be lost. This book is for every patriotic American eager to defeat the utopian left and restore America. Joel Pollack, conservative journalist. Americans face a bizarre new political landscape. A supposedly moderate president who ran on promises of unity is pursuing a radical left-wing agenda. These challenges call for principled, effective opposition. The new civil war will help start a conversation about how to push back. Harmeet Dillon, civil rights lawyer. As a lawyer who defends the victims of progressivism every day, I have looked into the eyes of the thought police. The new civil war provides the wake-up call American needs and serves as a self-defense manual for patriotic Americans. Get your copy of the new civil war today. And we are back. Right. Ladies and, and Erica. Yeah. Erica. Not yeah. only does Dr. Bruce Abramson have the book, A New Civil War, as of February 15th, he now has a new book out. <gasps> we need to it get is, that. We, well, not only are we going to get that, but we're going to have him on the show. It's called The American Spirit or Great Awakening, The Ooh. Battle to Restore Our Nation. And it deals with the spiritual crisis in America that has led to this wokeism, which really is a new religion, right? And what's really at stake and it's 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 kind of a soul searching i mean i i was privy to the writing of it so i have read excerpts and sections from it along the way yeah but folks it's called the great awakening i'm sorry it's called the american spirit or great awakening you can get it on amazon the battle to restore or destroy our nation available by bruce abramson february 15th just came out so we're going to have yeah. him on the show and I've got, I'm it. finding links of him talking and, oh, we got to, we, Benjamin, can you find a link and put that in the chat? Okay. Um, if there's, yeah, on Amazon, I'm not seeing it come up right away. I love it. We love Bruce here at Of The People. Generally Irritable loves Bruce Abramson. That dude has such a big brain uh, and talking to him is it's just fascinating he's he's one of those people that seems to just retain every piece of information that he reads or comes across and so you can have these really rich deep conversations so his books are awesome you guys uh definitely definitely worth a read so i want to move on we started with biden's borders right the mm -hmm. other thing that i'm struck with in the news this week erica is biden's betrayals Dun, right. Dun, dun. Now, I, 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 no, come on. I, this is serious stuff, right? Because yeah, no, for real. I don't know if you've seen it. I think it was last night. The Hootie rebels just sank a British ship in the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. They attacked two American ships, right? Yep. This and the sank. thing people. So, by the way, remember um, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin that they put together this coalition that was going to make the Red Sea and the and the passages in the Straits of Hormuz safe. Yeah. And then and then the Iranians brought a, a destroyer, one destroyer in. And what did we do? We backed out. So now the Houthi rebels, which everybody knows, are an extension. They're a proxy for Iran. Right. And now they have what, what's not being reported is they have new missiles that they used. Right. Let's go to the article because, you know, how I like to do that. That way people yep. don't think that I'm making this stuff up. Yep. Right. So basically, let's see. Where am I? Here I am. So was attacked, the source says that the ship was attacked with a precise and new weapon that has not been revealed until now that the Houthis had them. So I got a question for you. There's all this discussion about, oh, Biden's going to get us into World War III. Uh, 
aren't we already in World War Three? I mean, someone can you define for me what would be? You know, it's like when they were trying to well, well, you know, there was no election fraud because you know you can't prove it in the courts. So, do we have to go to the courts to decide if we're already in World War Three? Yeah, it seems to me we are. Don't believe your lying eyes, Robert. Don't believe your lying (laughs) eyes. Okay, I think that's isn't that a song? Is there a song that goes that way? I I I mean, I think it's the Eagles, lying eyes. Again, I think I said, didn't I just say this like five minutes ago that they changed definitions of things? Um, It's not. it's now that it's on, you know, Trump was going to cause World War Three, and then he didn't, right? He bombed Syria because they were wiling out one time. I think that was it. Um, and um, so Trump didn't do World War Three. Well, they can't have World War Three connected with Biden because he's a Democrat and then make it look like Trump is a better option when he didn't go to war at all. And so you see, they got to say, oh, it's not really, oh, even though China's aggressing in the in the south pacific and um, yeah but i want to know russia I, and russia I, wait, and ukraine wait, wait. and then the, we have the this civil wars and syria and yemen and africa Where, where's the international coalition the united states supposedly put together an international coalition to make the shipping lanes safe well talk to the british now this morning right yeah so yeah. and and by the way this is not the Iran- Iranian regime proper. These are the Houthi rebels, for God's sakes, right? Yeah, that doesn't mean they're not armed, but guess where they're getting their arms from? Gee, prob- I wonder. I here Here's my thing. How many billions of dollars worth of equipment did we leave in Afghanistan when we bailed? And where do they think that stuff is going to end up? You know, right. it's I, I can't imagine it's all going to stay in Afghanistan. I'm sure that crap is getting well, it sold. Hasn't. No, no, it hasn't. It's already. It's a, they've already found some in in, in Gaza, in, in, you know, fighting Hamas. But here's the other thing: we're we're talking about Biden's betrayals, right? A president's job is to keep us safe, right? right. That's you know, national security, self defense, keep us safe. It's the job on top of, of which is, is to is to support our allies. So the other thing that's happening is the Biden administration is now going to the UN. Security Council, and it's proposing, I believe today, a resolution, right, that declares Israel must declare a ceasefire in Gaza and not go into to Rafah or Rafa, depending on how someone pronounces it, which the is the last the, stronghold, which is the last stronghold oh. of Hamas, right? So, and again, because, you know, we like to go oh, to so these sources. Please stop. Hey. Wait, 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 Robert, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so wait. So now they finally Israel's have winning. all the Israel's bad guys winning. cornered, right? And they're telling them to stop. Mm-hmm. And some okay. of them, okay. some people are saying they're doing this so that Biden curries favor with the Muslim community in like Dearborn for voting. Oh, yeah. But I think it's much deeper than that. I don't think that's the truth. I don't. Left. I don't think. I don't think it's that. But here's what the administration is saying about this proposal to the UN. You want to talk about a betrayal? Okay. Here's what they're saying. The U.S. text states that, quote, it determines that under current circumstances, a major group ground offensive into Rafah would result in further harm to civilians and their further displacement, including potentially into neighboring countries. It calls in part for a temporary ceasefire in Israel not to go into Rafah in, in the Gaza Strip. And it's one of the last bastions of Hamas terrorists and hostages, including, and this is what gets me, this is where the Americans are being hostages are held. Wow. So, folks, so you remember Don't last save week the that, hostages. 
what hostages? There are no hostages. We haven't heard about hostages. It's not in the press. There is an American hostage crisis like there was with Iran during the Reagan years, and nobody in the press is talking about it. Those two hostages that were rescued by the IDF either last week or the week before mm-hmm. were in Rafah where, and they were able to get them out, right? So they saved them. They saved them. So the Israeli Defense Force goes in, shows they can successfully do that. And now Biden, forget about the UN, the US um, um, abstaining and not, not, um, voting against a resolution against Israel. The U.S. is now going in and proposing this against Israel behind Netanyahu's back. Now, look, the Israelis are going to do what the Israelis are going to do, and they're not going to listen to this anyways. But you want to talk about a betrayal? Because let's be honest here, folks. Erica, do we have these clips? Let's Mm -hmm. remember October 7th. Well, there was, believe it or not, it was actually incredibly challenging to find... um, some images that would be appropriate to be able to actually air without our without the video getting taken down um and so we just we have a couple of things so, so i'll tell you what we're, we're going to put these up on rumble but the atrocities committed here's my point erica the atrocities committed yeah. on october 7th is analogous as we talked about back in october to our 9 11. So when you're killing, you know, almost 3,000 American citizens by flying planes into buildings, who's going to call them in and call for us to have a ceasefire? Yeah, no. But that's what we're that. doing to. But that's what we're doing to the Israelis. And oh, yeah. let's be no. clear about it. No, Israel- we went in. We went in and bombed the crap out of a country that had nothing to do with 9/11, and everybody went along with it and said it was fine. But now Israel, who's actually defending itself against actual people who attacked them. Not okay. Please right. continue. No, that's okay. But my, my point is that what people don't understand is that Israeli values are American values. They va- right. forget forget about the fact that they are our, our number one ally in the Mideast, let alone perhaps the world at this point. So yeah. here we are alienating them by going around their back in the UN Security Council and proposing a resolution that they don't want that that precludes them from defending themselves because the only thing that's going to happen in a ceasefire is a Hamas is going to rearm and b what they're basically saying is Israel we don't want you to destroy Hamas we want Hamas to continue to exist even though their avowed intent is to drive you from there's that phrase again folks from the river to the sea I am yep. apoplectic that this is my government. And so you want to talk about a betrayal and I'm not, I don't have this betrayal as, as someone who's Jewish. I have this betrayal as an American, right? My government is supposed to do what's in our best interest to keep us safe. Somebody needs to explain how that keeps us safe here. Um, Under the heading of it's better to kill them over there than kill them here. How does this keep us safe, Erica? Well, and that, I think your, your point to, that the American administration, our our government, has not been keeping its promises that it has made to our allies. We're sending money, arms, you know, but blood, sweat, and treasure to people that are not our allies, to people that we know are corrupt, um, that we know commit human rights atrocities, and then we don't defend our allies or countries that we have committed to 
protecting previously. And so you mean, you mean like Afghanistan where we cut and run? Exactly. I mean, the, and, and thinking about all of the um, Iraqi people that we left behind that were translators um, and helped the American government who all died, whether it was Iraq, Afghanistan, you, you know, fill in the blank. If we can't keep our commitments to the people that we say we're committed to, and then we're going to instead give funding arms and favor to people that we have that the world has identified as terrorists i, I mean it we're living in clown world robert that is the reality the biden administration has done more to ruin america's reputation around the world more to ruin our standing our economy our the value of our dollar i mean this administration has been more destructive than any administration in previous generations that's well, because, just my opinion because because biden isn't running it obama is um and that's and and folks email me on that one you know, we'll talk offline, right? But here's the here's the other thing in, in all of this, right? If, when you go back to the whole dust up with Trump and NATO, this year, this is the first year since the Cold War that Germany, the largest economic engine in Europe, is going to meet its GD, its two percent GDP. <laughs> That's happening because of Trump, right? That's uh, happening because not necessarily of the one comment, but let's face it, Trump sort of, you know, you'll forgive me, slapped NATO when he was in office anyway, right? Which, which frankly, I think a lot of the countries deserve. There are 31 countries in there. Supposedly, now, you're going to have 19 of the 31 who are going to meet their 2% GDP. I'll believe it when I see it, or maybe it's 18%, <laughs> but craziness right so at the end of the day this is a moribund alliance that i'm not saying it serves no purpose but it needs to be re-examined re i want to go back to the israel situation and the betrayal of both american values mm -hmm. and american national security and israeli yeah. national security so yeah. at the so bb netanyahu the prime minister was at a conference of presidents for major american jewish organizations mm. thank you william daroff close friend of mine said the following the release of hostages can be achieved through strong military action and tough negotiations, very tough negotiations. That tough position has to involve the, the exertion of pressure, and the exercise of pressure is not merely on Hamas itself, but those who can exert pressure on Hamas, beginning with Qatar. Qatar can press Hamas as no one else can. They host Hamas leaders. Hamas is desperate on them financially. I urge you to press Qatar to press Hamas because we want our hostages released. Mm. Does it get any simpler than that? And here's Qatar, who is acting as supposedly a good faith negotiator between the parties when they're not an impartial negotiator. That they're hosting the terrorists. They financially back the terrorists. They're anti-US. And here we go around Netanyahu. And look, some people like him, some people don't. I personally like him. I think he's done a great job. And look, you know, you... If you want friends in politics, buy a dog. I want a tough leader. Yeah. Right? I mean, the problem, America, is the following. We are now at a point where, because America is not a good ally, we mm -hmm. are at the point now where our, our friends no longer trust us. That's right. And our enemies no longer fear us. That's right. It's a very bad formula. Oh, yeah. And in addition to the fact that I think we covered on a, a 
a prior show, um, we are low on munitions. We are low on bullets. Um, so at a time when our enemies are rising in power, they're rising up and they're and they're fighting us, we are depleting our own ability to fight back. We are adding wokeism to the military. We lost tons of service people because of the vaccine mandate. I mean, again, Biden has done more. The Biden administration has done more to damage this country, damage our military, damage our national security, I think than any other president in history. I mean, we can talk about Woodrow Wilson and FDR and the dumb stuff that they did, um, LBJ, how they set us up for disaster. But can you think, Robert, in your memory, can you think of a presidency that did this much damage in such short amount of time? Um, no, is the short answer. Uh, Jimmy Carter, I lived through those years, I thought set the bar, the low bar for uh, <laughs> as low as it could be. Right. Um, in, in, until this this administration. But uh, look, we, we go back to the conspiracy theorist thing. I really, I for one, do not believe that Joe Biden is running anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th I think that this is, and we're going to talk about it in the mm. next segment, but I think that this is the third term of Barack Obama. I think he has been sort of unchained and unhandcuffed because it doesn't mm. have to run for re-election and nobody's pointing at him. But somebody needs to tell me about all those black cars and limousines that keep going you know, on a weekly basis to his place in Georgetown. <laughs> and what do you think they're doing there? And let's not forget Susan Rice was in the White House, which, which, and she is, you know, Valerie Jarrett, Susan Rice are attached at the hip with, with Barack Obama. And this is an anti-colonialist agenda against the U.S. That has all the earmarkings of Barack Obama. Joe Biden is a nice old man. Yeah. Might not even be nice, but he's certainly an old man. Well, I'll tell you what we don't need is more old octogenarians in office. And that's why well, uh, you're going to get my, you're going to get Trump. He's going to, you know, <laughs> well, and that's why, you know, my podcast generally irritable. Um, we are really trying to reach the culture, reach young people and and make politics relevant to people so that they can start to have some of these conversations. So um, let's give people a little taste of that. Everybody, Erica Reddick, also known as Generally Irritable. Special shout out and thanks to our Of The People radio and podcast listeners and to our Rumble viewers. We sort of had to give up on YouTube a little bit because uh, they don't like the things that we say. So you guys, make sure you go check us out on Rumble. And also, while you're there, go ahead, click subscribe, follow, generally irritable you hear robert and i talk about it a lot and you might ask yourself what's the difference well at generally irritable we're not just covering news and politics but we're talking about how news and politics intersects with culture we get to go to live events like the how many more rally at the austin capitol america fest hosted by turning point usa talk to and interview some of your favorite pundits, politicians, and podcasters to see what they think about where we are at in the American experiment today. Why do we do it? Because 
We believe that an engaged and informed electorate is the best way to save the American Republic. You'll even find cameos from our producer, uh, Lord Benjamin, a.k.a. Lord Violence, a.k.a. A Darker Perspective. That's where you can find him on Twitter. You can find me on all of the socials under Generally Irritable, literally all of them. Twitter, you're going to find me as Erica Reddick, E-R-I-C-K-A-R-E-D-I-C. And most importantly, engage, because we need you to overcome the evil big tech overlords. You got to share, you got to comment. You got to like, you got to hit that rumble button. All uh, right. So the word is the word. Is that like you and uh, what, what was it? The Harry Potter one, whichever it was where they were flying on the, on <laughs> the hippogriff. They were flying no. on Fox. It looks, <laughs> it looks, it looks like, you know, and that's Fox folks. F-A-W, right? You know, in case I was. <laughs> Had a lateral diphthong or something, um, so so I need I need to calm down a little bit. But I want to talk about something first of all. Do you like my new yeah. glasses? I okay. do, I do. Okay. I like it. You got you got the no glare action going. Good. I'm feeling it. And Looks do you remember good. in school with someone wearing glasses? I didn't wear them till I became sort of an altacocker, an old guy. But what do you call someone? You know, if derogatory. Four eyes. Four eyes. So that's my segue because we're talking, we went from Biden's border to Biden's betrayal okay. and we left on Obama and Obama's betrayal. So I want to come back to that because I don't want to talk about four eyes. I want to talk about five eyes. Mm. Look up five eyes. The five eyes is an international um, uh, association. There are five countries that share intelligence data. Those five countries oh. are the, the US, the UK, Brit, um, uh, UK, Canada, New Zealand, and Australia. It turns out, and don't believe me, folks, it's now all over the press. As early as 2015, the, the Obama, I was going to say Biden, the Obama administration asked the other foreign intel agencies to spy on Trump, his people, and the campaign. Wow. As early as 2015. It's now documented. This is not, this is, I can take off my tinfoil hat for this one. This is all over the press. It is now documented. So what it really tells you is the extent of betrayal and weaponization during the Obama years uh, to a, stay in power, and B, punish their enemies. And again, this is through Brennan. This is before, do you remember the name, Erica, Crossfire Hurricane? That was the FBI investigation? Yep. This predates Crossfire Hurricane, where they identified a Trump associate. This is, by the way, they say it was Britain that did this, right? Which makes, you know, the whole Steele dossier makes sense. It would come through Britain first, where they basically set up a Trump guy, and then they wanted to bump him. Not bump them off, but it's one thing to identify them. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to bump them, meaning you make contact with the actual suspect and, and pull them in. And they use that for the uh, Trump-Russia collusion. So again, you know, let's go, wow. let's go to the article, right? So Brennan's alleged identification of Trump associates for surveillance by the Five Eyes Alliance and the directive to, quote, bump or make contact with them illustrates a deliberate strategy to entangle the Trump campaign in a web of suspicion and intrigue. British intelligence began targeting Trump 
on behalf of American intelligence agencies as early as 2015. What? This is your government, folks. This is, don't believe Robert. This is, so you want to talk about betrayal at the highest level. Look, I think the FBI rank and file um, are honorable, hardworking, patriotic Americans. I would even argue mm. perhaps less so at, at the intelligence agencies at this point, but I don't know for sure. I mean, I'm, but it's the leadership, right? A fish rots from the head down is an old Italian expression from New Jersey where I grew up. You have U.S. intel agencies asking foreign intel services to spy on a presidential candidate if that's not weaponization, if that's not a betrayal of America in, in a lust for power and money, what yeah. is? What am I missing I, here? I, I don't think you're missing anything, Robert. This is, this is, this, you know, it's so fun. I, all I can think of was right? Leslie Stahl. Who was it that he was being interviewed by? It was like 60 minutes or something, wasn't it? And he was like, they spied on my Diane Sawyer. Diane Sawyer. That's right. And uh, she she's and he's like, they spied on my campaign. And she's like, no, there's no, no proof. You can't lie. And it's like and so all of the people who called him crazy and psycho called people like me, a tinfoil hat conspiracy. It, it, what is it? What's that expression? Right. Um, the difference between a, a conspiracy theory and the truth is six months. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, but but. I, for for you, is, all of these, but for everyone who's listening, you have to think about the gravity of this. Mm. And for people who, I mean, I mean, my issue is, you know, we still go back to, you know, the, the movie Network where Albert Finney sticks his head out the window and says, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. When yeah. are people going to not take it anymore? I don't, I, I really so, don't know, Robert. I think that to be a foreign be, intel, it's documented. A foreign intel I agency think, spying on it domestically it in this country. It doesn't affect people. They don't Why? they don't think this stuff affects them. And so they just check <laughs> out. I mean, that's uh, I don't really think it affects think... them. Wait a minute. No, how much you pay? I said how much they you don't the think it pump? affects them. How much they, how much you're paying in the grocery store? Your kid getting a job? What about all the kids that are dying from fentanyl? What about all the people crossing they the border? Don't know. It doesn't affect them. People are checked out. I mean, this is literally when I go around and talk to the normal average everyday American, they do not watch the news. They are not on social media. They don't know everybody's that 10,000 people a month died of fentanyl overdoses in 2022. Right. Was that the statistic we looked at? It went from 10,000 10, a year to 10,000 a month in the course of a cup. Like, and people, Robert, they literally do not know this stuff. I can't count the number of people I've met who all they know is Trump is a evil racist because they saw it somewhere posted. Yes, he's the bad orange man. Yeah. And look, look, let's be clear. Let's talk about Trump for a second, right? Trump is now going to dust Nikki Haley oh, uh, in South bad. Carolina. And then, and then he's going to wipe the slate on Super Tuesday, which is March 5th over at that point right yeah. and as a friend of mine said short of an act of god uh trump's the nominee right mm. trump is not perfect right no president is i was a big george w bush supporter some people like him these days some don't um i stand by what the work we did for him uh, that i did for him i stand by the, his presidency and even he made mistakes no president is perfect right That's so right. i don't look at 
the Trump four years of the presidency to say, oh, the guy is perfect and he can do no wrong. And I understand why, you know, sort of that, you know, sort of braggadocio Queens attitude turns some people off or God forbid there's some mean tweets. Right. But at the end of the day, who were you doing better under? Where was America more respected? And I would argue feared in the world. Feared's not such a bad thing in international politics, right? Yeah. Where was the economy doing better? You know, people are now saying, oh, well, there's this new COVID study that says it's linked to heart disease and other things. And Trump rushed this to market. Okay. You know, we might want to criticize the guy. Okay. There's, there's certainly, it's yeah, not a panacea. But he also, but, but he didn't make it a mandate. He didn't force right. millions of Americans to do it. Again, right. I think, I think. The, the thing was not cool. I like. I'm not into the to the, the, the to the vax. I think that it was yeah. like. And if people want to take the but, vaccine, let them. If you want to take the vaccine, you let do, them. That's the thing. Right. I have been a strong proponent for years. If there's experimental procedures that you can do for your health, you are a grown ass person, and you get to make whatever right. decisions. I'm a you grown. Want. I'm a grown grown ass person. Yes, you're really? a grown ass. You're not a. You're not. <laughs> Oh, can we say okay. ass? That's three uh, leaps in a row for uh, well, Lord well, we, we just we we just did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of our one of our listeners, Janice, says, "Who is perfect?" You said, you know, Trump wasn't perfect. She says, "Who is perfect?" That's a great question. Literally, I mean, other than me, obviously, that's an obvious answer. How about but us? Other us, than me, us, us. Can I get an us here? No, no, because <laughs> I'm a woman. Therefore, I am perfect. If you didn't have that pesky oh, Y chromosome, did, you'd be okay. Did that, just, did that just open up Pandora's box? Wait, you're a woman. So wait a minute. Are all women perfect? Come on. No, only me. Come on. Let's let's get into this. Only uh, me. We actually may have to bring Lord Benjamin into this because you know because you're. I, I wonder if your husband would answer that question if you're perfect or not. Now I know he'll probably say one thing on the air for consumption, but. Facebook nope. after hours or whatever we're calling <laughs> the show for the show. I got a question for him. Yeah. Let's go back to let's go back yeah. to our listener and, and Trump. Look, yeah. the question is not whether Trump was perfect. He wasn't, no one is. Um, the question is, is he the right person at the right time? And I would argue he was and mm. he should be. Um, you know, you want a president who look, sometimes in politics you gotta do um unpleasant things and make this look. Can you imagine as a president? Um, passing a, 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 an executive order or making a decision to send our young people off to war in harm's way. I can't think of anything that's harder than that, but you want someone who doesn't do it in a cavalier way mm. to support someone else's borders. Yeah. Other than our own first, you want to support other borders. That's fine. Let's get ours in order first. And Trump, I just think, and here's the thing to our listener. Mm. Someone needs to name for me one policy, one decision, one thing. Let's get all the trappings out of there, the the insults and the name calling mm. and the mean tweets. Okay, yeah. okay. Name one policy or one thing that Trump decision that he made, whether it was about the border or the pipeline or foreign relations. Let's not forget the Abraham Accords. Let's not forget the normalization with the United Arab Emirates and Israel. Let's not forget those things that Trump was able to name one thing. In those four years, economy was booming that people disagree with or, or oh. want something different. Oh, well, the some of the environmental deregulation people didn't like, and some of Name it one. was questionable. Name one. I, I, to be honest Name with one. you, I, didn't, I can't. 
because I didn't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say okay. that. And I'm I'm a tree hugger. This is the thing I am people not, like. I, I, I'm I, not a tree hugger. Robert, I am a total tree hugger, okay? But I also, and further, my sister, one, one of her degrees is environmental science, and she is a teacher who By teaches way, environmental science. Is environmental so, science an oxymoron? No, not Just when kidding. it's done by people like my sister, who's not an idiot. Because this is the thing, like, you know, we grew up tree huggers, but I mean, she taught, my sister was the one who was like, solar panels do not fix it. EV cars do not fix it. It makes it worse. It's actually da more damaging to the environment to create these things. You know, we have to have, it's better, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle, blah, blah, blah. And, and like, by the way, where are you going to get rid of all the electric batteries when you're done with them? Uh, that. They're not recyclable. They're toxic they're not waste. They're, they're not recyclable. You know, it, growing up, people were worried about nuclear waste. <sighs> now, no, uh, now, oh gosh. Oh, get me started about nuclear. Get me started. It has nothing to do with the topic today. So I want to go back to, and uh, well, we're really about to get you started. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Under, under Obama's betrayal, or in this yeah. case, Biden's betrayal or both. Let's go back to January 6th. Ooh. So there's now evidence that the FBI, uh, you remember, remember there were pipe bombs outside the Democratic National Committee and the Republican yeah. National Committee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we never heard it, about. Yeah, all they're concerned about is going after people who were peacefully protesting, right? But right. that's a different discussion. So now it turns out so the FBI sets a task force to find out who did it. They narrowed down the uh, MetroCard, the car, and they think they had the guy. And what does the FBI do? Is they pull the guy off of the investigation and have moved it off to the side. So again, let's go. Here we go. So the agent's name is Kyle Serafin, right? Who is now a whistleblower. And basically, they they said the con uh, that they pursued they're pursuing january 6 offenders and they're now lax approach to the potential bomber is stark and unsettling they tracked down the metro fare card the license plate pointing to a retired air force chief master sergeant however instead of pursuing this hotly the fbi pulls servant team off the case and redirects them to a less critical january 6th lead hi i'm from the government i'm here to help you I what did they discover? The person is a leftist or uh, a CIA I agent? I can only tell you what or... I know. We're just gonna we're gonna find the person and we're not gonna do anything about it. Well, it's sort of like it's sort of like you know hers, uh, the special counsel hers. That's H U R, not H E R. Mm -hmm. Hers, you know, uh, findings on Joe Biden that you know he's a you know kindly old mm -hmm. man, but he's not he's not mentally competent mm -hmm. to, uh, to stand to stand trial. trial. Therefore, yeah. we're not going to pursue him. Well, you know, we don't like the leads of the Jan that you're finding on the January sixth bomber or or alleged bombs that you know yeah the guy that attempted the bombs. bomber. So attempted bomber. So we're going to pull you off of it. Could and again. It leads you to believe that a, in my parlance, the fix is in. B, yeah. that they don't want to find out who the Where's person was. Where's my tinfoil hat? Where's my tinfoil hat? I need my. Tin so, foil. can you make a note for the next show? We should both have tinfoil hats because I want to be able to put one on as I go down this, you know, rabbit hole and, and all this stuff. Oh, but yeah. I sit here and I read this stuff and I go, and you just sort of go, you can't make most of it up. Most people, 
want to go to work, earn a living for their family, want to know that the government is is working for them and not against them. And and without, you know, we, we did that American exceptionalism piece that there's no fear of government retribution yeah. if you speak out against things, right? Yeah. And that the narrative that you're being told is the truth. When you doubt that the narrative you're being told is the truth, you, you sort of go up the down staircase and you have to go, so if, if that might not be true, then what is it I believe with certainty? Mm. Right. Right. So the loss of so the real damage here is to the loss of confidence that most of the American public, at least half, you know, the, the deplorable half the yeah. American public has with its institutions and that the institutions are working for us and not against us in some sort of elitist cabal where they're more concerned with staying in power than they are of making either either a making America's life better. And by the way, I don't look to the government to make my life better. I look to the government to leave me alone, right? <laughs> leave me yes. alone. Yes. Right? I want please. freedom. I want liberty. And if I screw up, I'll take my consequences, but I don't want the government to give me fish, so to speak. I would rather mm. give me a fishing pole. Let me get my own fish and just stay That's the hell right. out of my way. That's right. And that's what I think what's what, what I think is so interesting you know, people like you and I, right? You, your background is in insurance. You also are somebody who risk, has risk, risk, right? I have a background risk in accounting, management. right? Um, we see how the government works. We see what the government does to people. We have an intimate relationship with rules, regulations, regulatory environments. I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you clarified the intimate relationship we have just in case <laughs> someone takes us someone takes a snippet of this. No. No. So if you are a person who has ever had to deal with the government, right? You're in the right. military, you right. are on social security or you've had a you've been a victim of a crime or a perpetrator of a crime. If you've ever had to deal with the government, you know that they cannot be trusted. You know that it's nonsense. You know that they're liars. You see the corruption. And I think that is why like that is the dividing line, in my opinion, between liberals and conservatives. Conservatives, in my opinion, are people who have had to deal with the government and realize how corrupt the system is and that they would rather just do by themselves. Be I'd rather do it on my own because I already see I can't trust you. And if you're but if you're would say Erica, I'd rather do it on my yeah. own, not because I can't trust you, which may be part of the equation. I want to do it on my own because that's my nature, right? I grew up with two things, John mm. Wayne and the Godfather. That'll tell you yeah. everything you need to know about my personality. Most yep. of it, John Wayne, which is a rugged individualism where I, you know, fill the bathtub myself. I got in it myself. I'm perfectly content with my own, the repercussions of my own actions, mm -hmm. right? That's yeah. what I'm talk talking about different. But yeah. anyways, I think we're getting a high sign here. Yeah. So. He's telling us to hurry up and shut up. Well, he's telling you to hurry up about this whole intimate relationship. thing. <laughs> Don't say anything. Uh, we're on all the podcasting oh, platforms, wherever Lord. you get your podcasts, you should be able to find of the people with Robert Churnin. And what is, uh, we got your Twitter or excuse me, X. At we got RB our X Chernin. handles. And and maybe if Lord Benjamin can put up that uh, email, it's Robert yeah, at Coalition the number four America dot com. So Robert yes. email us at Coalition us the number four America dot com. Email us. There you go on the bottom of the header. Yeah, Erica, another fun show, folks. Thank you so much for staying with us. This has been yes. fun. We will see you 
not only next week, but if you stay around, I think we're going to do some after hours. Yes, again. we're going to. Because gonna, I have we're gonna... a few things I need to talk to Lord Benjamin about. <laughs>